Welcome to the Ecclesia Global Podcast, where we believe in the sovereign move of the Lord to reform the church and the spheres of society globally. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels such as not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall see the works of the Lord. For it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. You may have your seat. You know, I grew up in a very religious church. You know, uh, very religious. Katinga could tell you. You know, it was... It wasn't spirit-led. I remember the pastor, the man of God, would say things like, it's not important to speak in tongues. And that's one of the least gifts of the word, I mean, of the gifts to, to have. And so I remember growing up thinking that I did not need to speak in tongues, really not knowing how to be led by the spirit or being taught. You know, I knew some Bible verses. We played Bible trivia, stuff like that at church. But did I truly have an encounter with God? No. You know, and, and so I grew up having a superficial idea of what church is until I had a visitation from Christ. And so when I begin to read and study, what I see in the Old Testament, I don't see operate now. That begins to vex me because here it is. We have a God who made a covenant with us that we would do marvels. And when you study the word marvels, in other words, you will be able to fly. Yeah. You'll be able to ascend, descend, shakers. In other words, when you study X-Men, whatever just happened, please. When you look at the, the, Marvel, the X-Men you know, comic books, they get all of that from the Bible. The word is a biblical word, marvels. And so God says, behold, I will do marvels. We're supposed to be a people walking in the supernatural. The supernatural should be the norm for us. I'm serious. I have a sister who lives in Puerto Rico. And when she says she first started descending, going to hell, she said it freaked her out. She said now she knows when she goes to hell, she said there's a line of people. And she's able to pinpoint who's on their way to hell. And when she comes back out of, the, out of the, the vision or trance, or when she wakes up, she'll be like, go to her church. I saw you headed to hell. Whatever it is, repent. You know, so we have abilities to even us sin and go to heaven. Say amen to that. And so here we are. We're a church that has lost the supernatural. We are a church that is not standing on what it was that God made a covenant with us with. And so now we have to ask ourselves, what happened? You know, we, we, we've been asking a question. Well, let me, let me slow down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, I started my church last year. Back in 2012, I moved out to Phoenix. And I took over a church and in a matter of three months, the church went from 35 adults to 115. 
you know, God just moved. Then the guy who was over the, the church decided to close it down and he wanted me to come to the main location. And he was like, I want you to start having services in the youth sanctuary. Well, we started having services in the youth sanctuary. What happened was we outpacked the youth sanctuary to the point people started leaving his services. When they heard praise and worship started, they would walk out and come right into our service. And it became a fire hazard. So he was like, all right, you know, you're submitted unto me, you know, I'm gonna let you take the second service. Took over the second service, nobody showed up for the first service that he was preaching for. So he eventually said, take the church. Took the church, I was married to his daughter, took the church, the Lord was moving, you know. Then we, we branched and started our own thing, you know, because people won't act certain ways when they see young people come in and things are moving in the way that they, it, it used to be with them. And so we went and started our own thing with my ex-wife. Well, I noticed compared to then and now, when we started in a matter of like, I want to say two and a half months, we had like 60 adults. I had a man of God give me a call and he said, uh, I need you to understand you're growing super fast, but I don't think it's going to last. I said, what do you mean? He said, because the area that you're trying to build in, it was really impoverished, you know, and I remember seeing a, a room full and I had like five cents, literally in pennies that came from offering. And I was like, Jesus. And so needless to say, that work is still going. They didn't move to another location. My ex-wife took it over. But here it is, last year I started. And I wrestled with even starting. You know, I had a visitation from Christ and I was wrestling with moving to Atlanta and Christ came into the room and he said, Lawrence, there's giants in the land. I need you to rid the land of them. And I was laying on my side and he's behind me. I can see his robe, but the atmosphere was so thick and it was so pure that I didn't want to turn to mess up what I was feeling. And if I turned, I didn't want him to leave. But after he said what he said, he left and the atmosphere was still thick, you know? So then I went through a series for that year to where I, I believe, no, I know I was being developed and trained by him. You know, little waking up in the middle of the night, you know, feeling somebody pick up my leg and drop it, you know, feel somebody tap me on my head, like there's nobody else in the house, just me. Like, get up, I wanna spend time with you. You know, so I begin to pray, you know, and so here we are, we started this church, I remarried, we started this church. But <clears throat> with this church, I noticed something different in the region and in the atmosphere. I said, God, here it is, a year into it, and I have 49 members. Something's wrong. The Lord began to tell me, he said, the principalities that you warred against back in 2015 are now gods over Arizona. He said, they're no longer principalities. They're not king demons. They're now gods. And he said, the issue with the church is that they're stuck in the same place when these principalities have elevated to the level of God. Arizona, I'm not Arizona, America have gods over them. They don't have God. They have gods reigning over them. And so now the people of God have to begin to rise up to the level to be able to fight. Understand this. Whenever you're looking at kingdom, only royalty can fight royalty. 
Understand this. Some of you are dealing with imps and everything. They're not even qualified to fight you because the Bible says that you are a royal priesthood. And so, so understand this. You have to now begin to mount up in your God DNA to fight against the gods over Connecticut and the gods over Arizona, the gods over the St. Kitts, the gods over Phoenix, I mean the gods over Philadelphia. You have to begin to mount up in your God DNA. You were made in the image and likeness of God. All of earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God to begin to manifest. The Bible also tells us that we differ, that a servant, that a child differs not from a servant. Why is that? Because when you're in your learning stages, you're a servant. But when you walk into full sonship, that's when you know what to do in your father's house. That's when you know how to operate. You know things to do. You know protocol. You know, like right now, I have to keep telling my sons, take the trash out. You know, it's your day for the trash. You know, it's your day. But when you walk in full sonship, Jehovah don't have to tell you things like that. You know his heart. You know what to do. And so here we are, the church now has lost a key element, and that's power. And the reason why the church has lost a key element is because they've fallen away from what God has truly called us to be. And so I began to ask God, I said, God, how can we dethrone these gods that's reigning over our country? And the Lord began to show me. And so what I'm about to tell you, I haven't even talked to my church uh, some of them are probably trying to log on right now to see if, if they can log on. I have intercessors praying right now. But what's getting ready to happen, I'm building a school right now, a deliverance and miracle school, and I'm putting a curriculum together. And what I'm getting ready to teach you is part of that curriculum. You know, so here we are. God made a covenant with us that we will, he will walk in miracles, that we will be a, a, a people, that the supernatural will happen. See it right there in Exodus. Now Malachi 4, and let's read, start at 5. You can just write this down. It just simply says, Behold, I will sing you Elisha the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Understand this, right now, the earth is under a curse. And how did this curse come about? The curse came about because of the church. The fathers turned their hearts away from the children. And so now, if the church brought the curse on, it's going to have to take the church to remove the curse. Say amen to that. So here we are. When the father's hearts are turned to the children, then now the curse is reversed. We need to remove the curse off of the earth. And so I'm reminded of a story about a man of God who said he went to heaven one night. And while he was in heaven, he met Smith Wigglesworth. And Smith Wigglesworth told him, he said, he gave him a nugget. He said, what the church was like in my day, he said, he pulled out this big old gun. He said, this was the power that we had. Then he said, Smith Wigglesworth pulled out a little bitty 22 in the palm of his hand and said, but this is the power that the church has now. That's the power that the church is operating in now. We fell from a place of power and authority to now we are operating with a little bitty 22. 
I used to carry a 22 inside my suit jacket and sit on the organ in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was just a normal thing. Everybody do that in Oklahoma. Yeah, you come up in here, you're going to be in trouble if you're acting up. And so the Lord began to tell me, study. Study the men of old. Watch this. Not just the generals from the 60s, 50s, but you have to study and learn your lineage going all the way back to the Bible. Because our fathers have laid a foundation for us that we need to now go back and stand on instead of recreating the will. What the church has been doing is, I don't like that doctrine, so I'm going to go over here and recreate this, make my own fellowship. Well, I don't like this over here, so I'm going to go over here and recreate this. And we're forgetting the foundation that's already been laid for us. So what's happening now is that we have to now tarry longer. We have to fast longer. We have to redo a work all over again when we don't have to because our fathers have laid a foundation. So you imagine that. In the book of Job 8 and 7, it tells us, though thy beginnings were small, yet your latter shall increase abundantly. A lot of people quote this scripture wrong. And, and, and they actually f forgotten the effect in this. You know, when you look at this, God is saying, though your beginning are small, but your end shall greatly increase. Your end cannot be great unless there is a foundation for you to stand on. You know, what's been happening is, let's say like this. A father will come and he'll just build for himself and not build for the next generation. That's a selfish man of God. Not even just for a man of God, that's just a selfish man. Because he's only thinking about his own self, his own house. He needs to build for his children's children. Say amen to that. Because that's scripture. And so here we are, Job 8 and 7. Though the beginning is small, yet your, your ladder will be increased. Let's go to 8. For inquire, verse 8, inquire, please inquire of the former ages. In other words, go find the former ages. Go look and find what your fathers have laid for you. Go find the foundations that was already built for you. Why? Because there is an inheritance that we get when we find out what was already laid for us. Say amen to that. This revelation, I, my church is probably, they upset right now. They were like, you releasing fresh revelation? Yeah. I had a, my armor bearer call, prayed for me. I was like, thank you, sir. And he said, what are you going to speak on? I said, well, the Lord wanted me to give a fresh revelation, but I'm, I'm Larry on it. And then when sis got up this morning, I was like, okay, God. And then when he was, I was like, okay, God. And then back there, I was like, okay, I'm in the vein. You know? And so, and what I'm getting ready to say, I haven't heard nobody else talk about it. And so we have to go inquire. In other words, I need to go find out who's my father's father, father. Watch this. Going all the way biblically. Why? Because if you don't, you won't know why you go through what you go through in life. You won't know the demons that's been fighting you until you learn the lineage that you come from. Oh, this is weighty. Shucky ducky quack quack. This is weighty. This is weighty. 
And so, and so when you find out who's your father's father's father, then you will know who you are. I remember I went through a phase to where I was like, I want to know who's my biological father, 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 and who's my grandmother and all that. I wanted to know that. So I remember setting up a account on Ancestry. It became a headache. It became a headache because my father was like, well, my father died in a fire in New York. And then he'd slip up and tell me, your real last name should be Johnson, not Cole. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm like, he's like, yeah, he said, you know, because my last name Johnson, what do you mean? I'm like, all these years I thought your last name was Cole and it's Johnson? Like, he's like, yeah, your last name should be Johnson. Then I'm, I'm like, okay. So now I'm looking and I'm finding different traits and characteristics. Watch this. Then I meet one of my father's sisters who came from Atlanta to Oklahoma to meet my father. His first time meeting her. Watch this. I love my father. I love him. But he has addiction. She was bound in addiction. They did the addiction together, drinking. You know, first thing they did, let's go to the liquor store. Lineage. The demon has been fighting that lineage. Watch this. I also been find out after slavery in Alabama, the men in my father's side of the family became axemen, chopping down trees. Axemen by day, moonshine by night. And so on my father's side, if you're not an alcoholic, you're a dope dealer. Yeah. That's natural. So first natural, then spiritual. Inquire of the former, of the former ages. So now when you're inquiring of the former ages, you're trying to find out what is it that your spiritual lineage, and not only your spiritual, even your natural, what it is that you've been going through. So you can break the pattern of what's been happening. Say amen to that. I got 20 more minutes. So here we go. Proverbs 13 and 22. And it just simply says, A good man leaveth an inheritance for his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. You want to know why poverty keeps sticking around in the black community? It's because nobody's leaving nothing for the next generation. Even in our churches. Because everybody is building for themselves selfishness. Not only is it selfishness, let's deal with this right here. Here go deliverance, a little de deliverance tack for you. Let's go after Leviathan. Leviathan is the king demon that operates over the, the prince demon, pride. Pride is the only thing that will sit under the glory of God and act like, can I talk? Pride will make you only think about your house, yourself, and operate in selfishness to where you will not leave an inheritance for your children's children, so now your children got to reinvent the wheel all over again. Right now, if my plane crashes in the middle of the air, my little son who turns one year old next, next, next month receives $200,000. Breaking the curse. Not only that, my sons that I, I received by marriage, 
they also receive money, 50000 apiece. Watch this. Leaving an inheritance. I don't have the land right now. Yeah, we got land in Africa. I don't have a whole lot right now, but I did it through insurance. You can break the curse over your family by even leaving an inheritance financially. Say amen to that. I'm trying to teach us how to get money, keep it flowing. And we have to teach our children's children. So watch this. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 19 and 14, for houses and riches are the inheritance of fathers. Yeah. Men, in our church, we call our men men of standard. And so when I say men of God, they, men of God, they, they respond back. And so it is imperative as men that we leave an inheritance. And even you women of God, leave an inheritance for your children's children. Same thing. Go find you an insurance salesman. Leave a life insurance or something. And leave some for your church too. No, we have to, we have to teach them. We have to. Like if I die right now, 100000 goes right now to the experience. I have $500,000 right now if I die. Right now. In a few more years, I want to add another 500000 So it would be a million. Yeah. This is what we need to do. And I'm teaching my people, if you love this work and what God is doing, sow into it, even in your death. Even in your death. All right, so watch this. Let's go further. So, so watch this. I believe everybody's on the same page. We know that we have to now search and find out our inheritance, our inheritance by lineage. We have to find out what is it that our fathers laid for us. You know, since I've been up here, you saw me pulling on my pants. Well, there's a reason why I do that. It's in my lineage. You know, they, 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 call, they laugh around and they try to play funny with me. Oh, you think you're Benny Hinn. No, that's my lineage. No. Well, why, why are you sing all them Benny Hinn songs? Because that's my lineage. That's, that's where I come from. I'm not intentionally doing that. I just fell into it. I had to learn from my lineage by, by just trial and error. And so when I look, I started finding out, well, something's lining up here. It's lineage. When you find your lineage, you'll recognize your family when you see them. Watch this. Watch this. Let's go further. There's a danger in not knowing who you are. I'm going to just jump straight to the revelation. I got 17 minutes. Jesus. And I feel like I haven't even, I'm still in my intro. So watch this. John the Baptist, the great revelator, had revelation, but no miracles in his ministry. Do you know the last page after Malachi, that blank page, that's 400 years of silence to where we did not hear a word from God. It wasn't a prophet on scene, nothing. Woe to the church when you cannot hear from Jehovah. Then all of a sudden, John the Baptist comes onto the scene. But watch this. John is doing what mirrors. My mind just went back. John is doing what mirrors Ezekiel, not Ezekiel, Elijah. Same lineage. Elijah. John is mirroring what Elijah did. What did Elijah do? He was in the wilderness. Preaching. 
He wore the same clothes. So prophets wear the same clothes. They have, I think prophets dress funny. I do. This is one prophet. He, he came. I met him, I want to say in Oklahoma. He had orange socks on with like red shoes. And it was just weird. You know, I just think, I think like prophets when they like, I think they dress funny. Or they real, either they dress real flamboyant or they just dress funny. I just do. So prophets have a get up. They have a, a way they dress. And so Elijah, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this is a house full of prophets, and I'm up here talking to them. <laughs> they like, really? <laughs> no, but y'all have a dress, a, a distinct way you dress. You know, so here we are. John was in the wilderness, and he was wearing clothes from out of animals' wool, and he was eating locusts. The same thing Elijah did. And so when the elders of the day went to him, they said, aren't thou Elijah, or shall we wait for another? John responds, no, I ain't him. I ain't him. It was prophesied. All right, let me give you doctrine. Let's Malachi 4 and 5. I'm going to start right there. You don't got to turn there because we already went there. Behold, I will send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Elijah was going to come back, not in the physical body, but in the spirit. In the spirit. Let's go deeper. Let's go to... Yes, Luke 11, I'm sorry, Luke 1, and then we're going to start at 11. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled. Fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zechariah. For thy prayers is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. And thou shalt call him his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and may shall rejoice at his birth. Verse 15. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall Drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even in his mother's womb. Verse 16, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Verse 17 is the key. And he shall go forth, I'm sorry, and he shall go before him in the spirit of who? We're talking about John the Baptist. But John didn't know who he was. Here's the prophetic word coming from an angel to his father saying that he's going to go forth in the spirit of Elijah. In other words, you're going to move like him. You're going to act like him. You're going to have the eyes as him. You're going to have the hands as him. You come from the lineage of Elijah, John. And, and it's very, I hear you, Holy Ghost, it's very important for this particular house to understand the lineage that you come from. Why? Because this house prophet, this house apostle comes from the lineage of Elijah. 
Apostle didn't ask him for y'all to bring him a dead body. Has he? Am I lying? No. Why? It's in his lineage to resurrect the dead. I'm from the Mosaic lineage. I'm going ahead of my message. Watch this. When Apostle came to Phoenix the first time, and it was at the death of my daughter, and that was the first time he and I really sat and we got to talk. And he said, I want to create a fellowship of hybrids. Remember that? Of hybrids. People who prophesy, who do deliverance. But watch this. But God said, I'm taking it a step further. When you know the powers that your lineage operate in, then you know what's in you. You know how to operate. Let's go further. Let's go further. So, John did not know who he was. Y'all don't believe me? Let's go to Matthew 11. And I'm going to just paraphrase all of this. Matthew 11. In Matthew the 11th chapter, John sends his disciples to Jesus. John is in jail. John sends his disciples to Jesus, and he asks them, Are thou the one that we've been waiting for, or should we go wait for another? Jesus then responds and says, go tell John all that you heard and what you see. And as the disciples departed, then Jesus goes and say, what did you see in the wilderness? Did you go see a reed blown in the wind? No, but you went and you saw a man. Wait, wait, let me go to this verse. Because I'm about, I know somebody just said this is supposed to be deliverance. What I'm trying to do is give you powers so that you can deliver your own region, your own neighborhoods, get rid of the, the, the demonic stuff that's been going through. Instead of you saying, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I hate it when my members call me and say stuff like that. No, you got the power inside of you. Mount up. No, you call me when it's time for some serious warfare. No. You know, we, we did a deliverance. You know, we've been doing stuff like literally been warring against witches from Africa. I'm serious. I'm serious. We had a witch. One of our members went to Paris. And her aunt was the queen of her family's lineage. Watch this. In voodoo. And so she wanted to pass her seat to somebody else. So whenever you're dealing with the spiritual realm, you have to think like a judge but act like a lawyer. It's all based off legalities. This is why Satan is still allowed to go do what he does because he's not doing it, you're doing it. All he does is get you to do it by a whisper or a temptation. And so when you're dealing with things, watch this. The reason why she got demonically possessed was because the auntie gave her a pair of jeans and said, here, I bought these for you. Watch this. The auntie lives in Switzerland, but told her she wanted to meet her in Paris. Gave her a pair of jeans. The girl became demonically possessed with four demons. Python, Jezebel, spiritual husband, and the strong man was voodoo. Manifested in my service. I'm this is why I had to stop videotaping our, live in our, our services. I'd be up there worshiping. Next thing you know, somebody's sliding on the ground. I'm like, there you go again, Python. Yeah. 
And so, I don't even know why I went there. Let's, let's get back on track. So Jesus began to tell, to tell his disciples, um, to tell everyone around them, what did you go in the wilderness to see? And then he goes and he says, let's start at verse 12. And it says, and from those days, John the Baptist, until now, the kingdom of God suffers violent, and the violent take it by force. That's a whole nother message. And for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and here is the key. And if you will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. Here's Jesus telling all of Israel, Elijah that was prophesied in Malachi is here now. It's John the Baptist. But John did not know who he was. May I announce, do you know who you are? Do you know the lineage that you come from? Shata. Do you? This is what the church has been doing. We've been reinventing the wheel all over again. You come from a lineage. You have supernatural powers. Y'all think I'm going crazy. I get called weird in Phoenix. But we, we growing. We looking for a new location right now. We was getting ready to sign a lease on a 6,000 square foot facility. They said the roof is about to cave in. Well, not that one. Because I believe if I got to fight and struggle with it, it ain't, it ain't the Holy Ghost. Nope, I, I'm kingly. So when I walk in, everything just shifts. And if I got to start fighting with things, it ain't for me. Mm -mm. Yeah. And so, so then they said, the city goes, how about you look at the old courthouse? I was like, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm king. It's befitting that I sit where, where, the, where they used to rule at. And so I walk up in there. I'm like, this is too small. But I was going to settle. Okay, we'll take 2,700 square feet. And, um, but I'm like, I'm not happy with the price. I'm going to pay more for that than I was for the standalone. Then now we found another standalone bigger, and they really working with us. they like, please, put the application in. We, we love what we saw in the business plan. Put it in. And so you got to understand, because who you are, you got to know the, the lineage that you come from and the fights that you deal with. But I don't, mm -mm. But here we are. Let's go to Matthew 17. And I'm going to start at 10. No, I'm going to start at 9. And I want you guys to go back and study these scriptures. Here we go. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, why then say the scribes that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall come first and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elijah is come already. I'm looking at a bunch of Elijahs in this room. I'm looking at a bunch of Mosannics in this room. I'm going to get into the Mosannic lineage. I'm looking at a bunch of them. The two major lineages that come out of the Bible are the Mosaic and the Elijah general. Elijah. Two major lineages are the Mosaic and the Elijah. They're like brothers. I'm going to say that again. The two major lineages are the Mosaic and the Elijah. And they all stem from Abraham. So let's keep going. So Elijah has already come. 
and they knew him not. So Elijah came, but nobody recognized the lineage. That's what the scripture telling us. He said, Elijah already came, but you knew him not. In other words, you could miss what God prophesied in Malachi and what he's doing right now in the New Testament. You can miss it. You can miss God. Is this helping somebody? Because here shortly I'm going to tell you a little of the attributes so you can understand. Okay, God. So here we go. Holy Spirit, you tell me to stay on track, but it's like so exciting that I'm finally getting to reveal something that I've been holding in me for so long and my mind is everywhere. So God can say something in Malachi and you can miss it in Matthew. God can prophesy it to you in Isaiah and you can miss it in Matthew. Let's keep going. Let's go to Ephesians 1 and 16. Let me just read verse 18. I think that's the key verse there. But 16 through 18, go back and study that, but I'm going to just read verse 18. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In other words, there is an inheritance that you are supposed to receive Watch this, of those who are still alive and those who already went to glory. There is an inheritance that we are supposed to receive. Watch this. When you find your inheritance, you will know who you are. Ephesians 3 and 14. Let's start there. I'm not even going to do that. I took some notes, writing stuff down as I was leaving yesterday, and I could not put them into my laptop. I thought it was just going to update, but it didn't because I'm not on Wi-Fi with my laptop. So here it is. Watch this. The Mosaic lineage. Now I'm going to just give you who's a part of the lineages. All right? Watch this. In the Mosaic lineage, I'm sorry, the Ezekiel lineage. I'm sorry, Elijah lineage. In the Elijah lineage, I got to give you a key, key note here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the Elijah lineage, you have to watch out for this. The reason why John the Baptist had no miracles was because somebody dropped the ball in his lineage. Watch this. When Elijah was being mentored by Elisha, y'all know the two Elijahs. Watch this. Then when the mantle was passed, then it was Elijah and Gehazi. You're already with me. Watch this. Gehazi dropped the ball because of greed. Yeah, Gehazi dropped the ball because of greed. Elijah lineage, you got to watch out. Greed is in your, 
what you fight against, right along with Jezebel and some other stuff. So watch this. Gehazi dropped the ball. And one of the scriptures I used to love saying, oh, you know, Elijah was so anointed that when he died, a dead, they threw a dead body on his bones and they resurrected him. Jehovah said, no. He was not supposed to go to the grave with that anointing on his life, with, on him. He was supposed to transfer it so it could keep going down the lineage. Yeah. So that's why when, this is Revelation, that's why when it came to John the Baptist, John had no miracles because somebody dropped the ball with Gehazi. Yeah, and then you have Ezekiel who's a part of that lineage. Yeah. Great miracles stopped with Elijah. So watch this. So the men that we can look at in the Bible who's a part of that lineage, and the way you trace it is by the works that they've done. So you got Elijah, Gehazi, Jonah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, then John the Baptist. Yeah. Then John the Baptist. You know, I used to be offended when people, I'm like, y'all don't yell when I preach. You know, then John the Baptist. Watch this. You can trace who you are by your lineage, by the things that they've done. Yeah. Like Elijah worked on the farm or in, in agriculture, in the land. Do you work on the land or like doing stuff like that? Do you feel like God wants you to, to teach or have a school of the prophets. Elijah. Watch this. Have you had dreams of mastering the elements? Wind, water, fire, dirt. These are the powers that we walk in. Yeah, these, we're not ordinary people. John Legend lied, we're just ordinary people. Devil is a lie. No, I'm not. I walk on water. I fly. I ascend. I multiply. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they sent me a video of a witch in Africa flying, floating in the air. And the police were telling the kids to stay back. And the, he was doing backflips and everything. I was like, you mean to tell me? They can do it. But we can't. And everything they do is a corruption of what we do. The only reason they get to do it is off of blood sacrifices. We got the sacrifice. Yeah. And the only way that we can start operating in those things is that we got to seek his face. We have to be a body of lovesick worshipers, hungry for the face of God, hungry to move in signs and wonders. Let's keep going. So watch this. Are your eyes open to the supernatural realm? It's part of the Elijah, the Elijah lineage. All right, let's go further. Little attributes that Gehazi had with him. Make sure you ain't a Gehazi. Keep your eyes forward. Don't be like, I don't want nobody, oh my God, that's me. Here we go. Do you desire natural things more than spiritual things? 
you forward. Do you operate in a lying spirit, you lying prophet? That's a part of, the, that's part of that lineage. Because Gehazi, he lied to the prophet, which is why he got struck with leprosy. Let's go. Do you disobey and rebel against authority? That's part of the Elijah lineage. You had a corrupt seed. Let's keep going. Do you get fearful when coming under attacks? You punk. Do you get fearful when coming under attacks? That's Gehazi lineage. Jonah. Let's go look at Jonah. Watch this. Have you ever ran away from the calling of God? Part of the, the Elijah lineage. Watch this. What you preach, is it the message that's mostly about judging and repenting? That's what Gehazi, I mean, that's what uh, Jonah preached. His message was about get, get things together. Watch this. Do you operate or do you get offended easily? That's in the Elijah lineage. No, I don't get offended easily. You a lie. You a lie. Let's keep going. Let's go look at Ezekiel. When you give a word of the Lord, is it for your country? Ezekiel gave a word for his country. Yeah, prophets. Watch this. Do you preach about future restorations? Do you preach about it? Let's keep going. Has God called you and commissioned you as a watchman? If he has, you're part of the Elijah lineage. I promise you, you're not going to catch this on YouTube. The Elijah lineage. Watch this. Have you had visitations to the throne of God? Elijah, Elijah, Elijah lineage. Let's keep going. Jeremiah, he's a part of the Elijah lineage. I've been giving them uh, different prophets who's a part of the different lineages. All right, Jeremiah. Were you set aside at birth? Mm. Jeremiah was. Were you? I'm just giving you different nuggets of each prophet who's a part of that lineage so you can trace who you are. Watch this. Do you, ha do you have many visitations? Okay. Does God use you to pronounce words of judgment. That's what Jeremiah did. Very first chapter, you read it. He's crying out to people. Has the Lord anointed you to reveal sin of the people and preach repentance? 
Now watch this. People are part of the Elijah lineage. They have the ability to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children's to the fathers. That's what John was doing. He was preaching a repentance message. Say amen. Now watch this. Let's go further. I'm from the Mosaic lineage. I'm violent. <laughs> My armor bearer always be like, Pastor, why are you so violent? And he said, then your little son be in a, in a congregation talking about, ah! <laughs> He's like, why are y'all so violent? Just what it is. You know, we, when I, my last deliverance I did, honest to God, true. Honest to God, true. Brought the girl to the house. We whooped that demon so bad. I took a break. And I said, demon, you still there? Uh, I said, you should have left. I just rested for an hour. I mean, sweat was pouring off of me. I was like, you mean to tell me you still here? Yeah, I mean, beat the demon so bad he couldn't move. I mean, he could not move. He could not move. I took the whip of the Lord, made it seven times greater than the torment that he's done on her family lineage, and whipped them. Whipped them. Yeah. That authority. Whatever you call in your hand, that's what's going to come in the middle of deliverance. Yeah. I take my Bible. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I really don't read out of it. I read out of here, but that's my weapon. If something was to show up, I take it just like a sword, because it's what the Bible said it's a double edged sword. And I stab him with it. Yeah, my wife said, baby, after she said, that was my first time seeing you actually violent. She said, you ever stabbed anybody? I said, why you say that? She said, because the way you were just like taking that Bible and looking at the demon in the eye and stabbing him in his back and stuff, I got scared. I was like, no, we got to be violent with these things. That's why we've been suffering, because we ain't violent. All right, watch this, Mosaic. This is going to help a lot of people. Have you ever had problems to where you've been divorced? Moses had a divorce. Study. His first wife left him. Then he married a black woman. Yeah, study. People in the Mosaic lineage normally have problems in their marriages. The enemy would attack their marriage. Yeah. This ain't my first marriage. I've learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. When I see signs of crazy, run. <laughs> I've been there. Like, oh, what's that pill name again? No. <laughs> Apostle, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's love. No. Watch this. Have you ever had dreams of you sh your face shining? I remember I was in service one time, and this man, it was a couple of people, they said, you was up there worshiping, and it just looked like you were glowing. Yeah, Mosaic lineage. What happened with Moses after he saw God? His face was shining. Watch this. Let's keep going. I just got a bunch of stuff that I just, I just got. Here we go. Has the Lord ever asked you to move away from familiar things 
to do his work? Mosaic. We got a lot of Moses in here. Now, watch this. Moses, Elijah had a raising the people from the dead ministry. Moses wasn't raising nobody from the dead. Moses was killing them. Moses had a healing ministry. Yeah, if you, are, if you wasn't a part of this, well, off with your head. Yeah, we don't talk about that with Moses. Moses was a man of the sword. Yeah, Moses would kill you. Keep your voice calm when you talk to Moses. Yeah, don't elevate it. Moses come at you. But yeah, let's keep going. Do people ever refuse you because of God's call on your life? Mosaic. I can keep going deeper. Let's go further. Uh, who's next on the line? Joshua. Watch this. In the Mosaic lineage, you also can control time. Joshua spoke to the sun and the moon. And he was able to control time. Yeah. Watch this. Have you ever had dreams of having power over time? Yeah. There's been times I was running late to the airport or even to work, and I spoke to the time. I command the clocks in that building to stand still. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I wish I had time to teach you your authority because after Christ died for us and, and did the finished work, we don't have to say, in Jesus' name, we can say, I command you, and, and it'll happen. Because in our own authority, because we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Watch this. Not only that, Christ told his disciples, he said, you're going to eat with me. And he said, not only are you going to dine with me, you're going to sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes. Not only do, are we sitting on thrones, watch this. Then the apostle Paul comes back and says, we're also going to judge angels. You know them demons that's, that's been messing with our families? Oh, we're getting ready to judge them. Yeah. We're going to judge him. Watch this. I'm going I'm to hurry up. So we got Joshua. And then the next, we got Samson. Have your parents ever told you that you are promised from God? I know a lot of people's parents tell them that nowadays. Do you feel like God has called you and consecrated your life? Have you ever was put in prison for doing the will of God? That's, that's what's happened to Samson. Now watch this. I'm just giving you different nuggets from different people from the lineage of Mosaic lineage. The next one is King David. My direct lineage is from King David. You're a worshiper. Do you play an instrument? From Moses was also a songwriter. Yeah. Go read some of Moses' songs. Yeah. They turn towards the mountain and they all begin to sing. Yeah. Watch this. Do you like poems? Because Moses was a poet. David's a poet. Yeah. Watch this. 
Have you ever had a desire to build the temple of God? <laughs> I'm trying to see if he got that desire. Watch this. Have you ever had dreams or received the prophetic word about God anointing you to be king or a leader? Yeah. Let's go to Solomon. Solomon's next in line. Ah, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Watch this. This is, this, I'm excited because I haven't been able to, like, reveal this to people. So watch this. Who was next after Solomon? Jesus. Everything that's done on the earth has to be done first naturally before anything spiritually can happen. Moses prophesied about the coming of Jesus. He said, there shall be one like unto me. Like unto me. And when you begin to study, who's like unto Moses? Jesus. Watch this. Do comparison. They both Moses parted the Red Sea. Jesus walked on the water. Yeah. Do comparison. Let's go deeper. Moses' face was glowing from Mount Sinai. Jesus' face glue on top of the mountain of transfiguration. Let's go further. Prophetically, Moses was sent to Egypt. Yeah. Watch this. Prophetically, Jesus was sent to Egypt. Let's keep going. So what I'm trying to tell you is Jesus is a descendant of the Mosaic lineage. Yeah. Because before Jesus could come to do anything that he did on the earth, somebody else had to do it. Who was licensed to be here. Yeah. Because Moses prophesied, he said, there's going to be another like unto me. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to the Ecclesia Global Podcast, where once again, we believe in the sovereign move of the Lord to reform the church and the spheres of society. We'll see you next time.